Welcome, racing fans, to another edition of the eCardingNews.com Debrief a Podcast, episode number six, as we are now working our way into the high summer. Temperatures starting to rise all around the country. Of course, those down in Arizona and, and some of the Southern California cities battling with uh, temperatures over 100 degrees. going to be a very hot weekend coming up. Uh, our Show today brought to you by Streeter Superstance. We'll talk a little bit more about Streeter in a couple of moments, but first let me introduce the guy with me. Of course, my name is Rob Howden, the editor and publisher of eCardingNews.com, and with me, uh, the producer of the show, who has endured, what, uh, 13 years uh, working for Howden Media Group, uh, father of the year candidate, basketball coach, baseball coach, and took his kid to Berlin Raceway last night so his son could watch Kyle Busch. David Cole, welcome to the show. Is the 13 years a compliment or is that a punishment? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a compliment, yes dude. And yes. 13 years. It was 2004, right? The end I of think. 2004, yes. Yeah, so we're closing in on 13 years. Good for you. You know what? Good for you. Time for I me to find it. somebody else to take care of me. <laughs> I think you're doing a great. I think you're doing a great job. Hey, dude, we're a great team. Come on. Well, we of, course. Job. of course, I'm I'm half of it, so that it makes it great right there. <laughs> that's, that's good. Well, I I appreciate that you see that and that you can toot your own horn and wow. makes you feel, makes you feel good. Yeah, I mean, you toot your own horn enough. I mean, somebody well, else has to in this show. Of course, of course. Hey, let's. Uh, I know it's not it's not carding, but good time last night at Berlin Raceway. Of course, you're from Grand Rapids. Uh, track very close there. Great super late model track. Just a, f- a fantastic facility. You took your son Aiden out, enjoyed some uh, some racing there. Kyle Busch, Rusty Wallace, Steve Wallace. Good show at Berlin. It's just it's a historic track. I mean, yeah. it's like your Badger Kart Club, your Goodwood up by you. Yep. Uh, Adams in California. It just has that history that uh, I'm very lucky to live t- not even 20 minutes away from. So um, I, it was it was a great chance. I've never taken him out there. Nice. Uh, his favorite driver is Kyle Busch. So I was like, this is the time. It's on a Monday. I got nothing else going on. Baseball's done. I'm like, let's just go. It's perfect timing. That's awesome. You know, David, when I was younger, I remember reading the ma- the newspapers, Mark Times or whatever it was from down in your area. Because I, I obviously I went to the stock car races uh, back home, and we used to always see the reports of the, you know the race. The cars are always so beautiful I'm from Berlin. Freddie Campbell. There was just a lot of great drivers uh, down in that area. So I'm glad you're able to get out there and have some fun. Well, yeah. Uh, the, the cool thing was is my dad went also, and we used to go watch the ASA races, which you're very yep. familiar with. And- I am. And Rusty used to do that back in the day, and his he number did. was 66, my dad told me. And yep. he said, yep, that's Steve Wallace's number here. So uh, it was pretty, uh pretty historic day. <laughs> I remember watching Rusty Wallace and the boys. He was in the child's tire car and raced against guys like uh, Mark Martin and Dick Trickle, Mike nope. Eddy, Bobby oh, Seneker, yeah. Harold Fair. God, you know, I used, ASA was good times back then. Well, speaking of Seneker, that was the chassis that won last night. So the Senecas really? are, uh, yeah, they're building, they're building up some uh, good race cars today. Nice. Uh, I, I know, I I know. They're, they're not racing as much, so they're just more into the industry now. Nice, I like it. I like it. We got lots to talk about here on the debrief, folks. Uh, of course, we'll roll into our top news. There's a bunch of news stories that David's going to kind of roll through a little bit. We'll do our racing recap. I think we have four events we're going to talk about that uh, happened uh, over just the last couple of weeks. Uh, did a one-on-one interview with Texas Pro Kart Challenge promoter Gina French. We'll uh, uh, listen to that discussion with, with Gina. Uh, a little segment here for Operation Grassroots. Of course, uh, David Cole and I and uh, the entire 
ECAN family, so focused on the grassroots racing, uh, building that, and of course, in with our, our longtime partnership with Briggs and Stratton, and of course, the 206. Uh, David's going to bring you up to date on the Brig, uh, Briggs Weekly Racing Series. We'll talk about the Margay Ignite Challenge. As always, we'll cap the show off with the racing calendar. We'll look at the next couple of weekends, and if you're Wondering where you need to roll the trailer to, we'll give you a couple of options. But uh, before we jump into it, let's uh, take the opportunity to talk about uh, our presenting sponsor for this particular edition of the Debrief, Streeter Superstands. Longtime partners and good friends of eCardingNews.com. So let's talk a little bit about Streeter. With decades of experience and unbeatable reputation, Streeter Superstands leads the way in quality, innovation and affordable lifts stands and an amazing selection of trailer and shop accessories to make you the envy at every event from local club racers and regional warriors to the top pro tour teams racers demand the best and streeter superstands builds it roll with the best and shop online at streetersuperstands.com david cole uh top news just kind of hitting the uh, streets yesterday, I believe it was some pretty. Was it yesterday or to, was it yesterday? Yesterday, I, man, my, I'm telling you, everything's just rolling together into my head. Big news out of South Florida: uh, Vantage Karting Group uh, taking over the control and management of the Homestead Miami Kart Track. Of course, Vantage, uh, Eric Jones and Justin Marks, who also own the uh, GoPro Motorplex and Kart Sport North America, uh, Miami East, uh, MG Tires East, as well. Uh, David, these guys are are super dedicated to the sport, and I you got to believe that their plan is to turn that facility uh, down there in in South Florida into something special. You know, it's a great place there, right on the grounds of Homestead. I've always said the track layout one of my favorites. I had a chance to race there quite a bit uh, in the early two thousands. Shifter carts, Rotax, love that racetrack. But knowing what Justin and Eric have done with GoPro, you got to believe that they're going to turn that place into a jewel of Florida. Yeah, it's a place I've never been to. You've been to a lot yeah. uh, over in the past, so but it kind of has that location where it could work. You know, it could it could bring in a lot of new people into the sport and just great promotion and and, and a great opportunity for them at business wise because of of where it is located right next to the Homestead Miami Speedway, which is which not you know gets a lot of IndyCar. Uh, IMSA, a lot of a lot of different SCCA, yep. SCCA uh, Chump Car, like all these different types of of motorsports goes to that facility, and and as we all know, when when you have racers in the area, they love to just race when they're not supposed to be racing, and and karting is that next option, and and for them to be able to take advantage of the opportunity that's going to be down there, and obvi- and what, according to what they did and the, said in the release, uh, expanding on the facility will be. Uh, uh, should be a win-win opportunity for them. Now, did you get a chance to talk to Eric Jones or anybody from there? Are they planning to put like a rental track in? You know, they have the, maybe a rental side and a, and a competition side. Is well, that what you're hearing? The re- release said a second track for rental racers. So I'm assuming what they're going to do is keep what they have as their both competition and rental facility, but also probably put in a, a smaller maybe rental track similar to what we've seen at uh, Speed Sports in Houston. Uh, you yeah, know, just agreed. because that's that's something they don't have at GoPro Motorplex. It's that's one right. facility, one yep. layout, basically. Yep. You know, it's it is what it is. They they, you know it, you know, who knows if if that's that was their core. You know, that was what they what they wanted to duplicate the the track that was in Italy. Uh, yeah, Lenato. 
Oh, no, uh, Parma. Oh, Parma, correct. Yes. Pardon me. Parma, correct. So they, they duplicated that, but when you duplicate something like that, it, it doesn't allow you for different options like we see at Miller Motorsports or what, yep. Utah uh, and all these other Newcastle. All, you know, Newcastle has like 50 different layouts. So yeah, true. <laughs> that's what local racers want, and I, and I think they understand that now running GoPro Motorplex now for five years and that guys kind of get tired of the same old, same old track. So having the opportunity to have a rental cart track on its own, plus the option of probably changing different combinations or layouts uh, to what is the homestead carting circuit, uh, you know, that's probably in their, in their future. I agree. I agree. And the funny thing is, is, uh, you know what? In looking at what's happening in South Florida coming this winter as well, we obviously saw that Supercarts USA had uh, released their dates for their uh, their winter series, uh, January 13th and 14th and February 10th and 11th. And, and they did indicate, let's say not indicate, but hint in the graphics used that they were going to be in Miami, um, knowing, of course, the relationship with uh, Tom Kutcher and Scusa, with IAMI West and IAMI East. You would have to kind of draw the line and connect the dots, David, that, that Homestead, then whatever they decide to do between now and then Homestead's probably going to be the opening round for the Scusa winter series when we get there in, in January. Well, it's going to be one of them. That's probably for <laughs> sure. Uh, with, with, you know, Miami USA East being part of the Jones and, and, uh, Robert Marks or, um, Justin Marks, uh, company. So, yep. uh, you, that, that's a given. Now the question is where, where are they going to go? Where else are they going to go? If they go to another place, could they do it both at Miami? Could they do both races there in Miami? Or is, is there another facility that's going to be able to host it? That's something that we're still kind of waiting for Supercard USA to confirm on that. I'm going to say it's going to be Ocala. I'm thinking Ocala. That's it's a good bet. Yeah, uh, so. with with you know we saw them at the USPKS race this this past uh, couple weeks ago, you know so they're they've they've bought into the IME program. Uh, they've been a dealer for almost a year now, I think actually. Yeah. Um, but you know they're they're they they kind of go where where their customers want to take take them, and I you know they, I believe they had some drivers at uh, some other races. I think they're going to New Jersey this week for the road tax program. I'm not sure on that. But uh, you know they they want to go where the where the racers are, just like anybody else does, and and we've talked about that uh, numerous times. Is racers just want to go where the racers are? So uh, big fields bring big fields. We always talk about that. As soon as you get twenty, you get thirty, you get forty. Uh, David, I know you spend a lot of time on the spreadsheet, uh, the EKN driver rankings powered by Bell Racing USA, a great part of our program. It's something we've done. I've done. Uh, since the very launch of Shifter Card Illustrated Magazine back in 1999. So really, it's been essentially about 17, 18 years that we've been presenting uh, the rankings. We did it in the magazine first, then we rolled it into eCardingNews.com. It's now your baby. You get to uh, leverage some of that schooling, that high-expensive schooling you got in uh, applied math <laughs> that you now transition over to your fantastic writing skills. Um Driver rankings, you were able to do all the work, uh, run the spreadsheets, run the numbers, and, and come out with uh, the top three, uh, the new rankings. So let's, let's look at the top three in both the uh, stock Honda and tag categories. I'll let, you, I'll let you handle that. Well, don't forget, powered by Bell Racing USA yeah. this year. Yeah, you know that's that's a really cool. I did I mentioned I did say Bell Racing, and I, I did not miss the plug. All right. But what we didn't do is talk about the fact that this program that we put together with Chris Wheeler and the good folks from Bell Racing USA 
the winner, whoever is the top-ranked driver at the end of the year, in other words, the Super Nationals being our final point event of the year, that winner is going to win a brand-new Bell Helmet at the end of the year. That's a pretty cool deal. We'll put a visor strip on that as well that they'll be able to run throughout the 2018 season saying they were the number-one-ranked driver for 2017. Yeah, so getting back to actual numbers, uh, yeah. Jake French is still the guy in Stock Honda. I mean... The, the results he's been able to produce over the last six races that have counted towards the the driver rankings. Uh, we're talking, sorry, yeah, top, last six races he's been in the top three, including the uh, the win at the uh, Winter Nationals to open up the season. So you're talking... Just tremendous, tremendous consistency. Yeah. Well, you're talking Summer Nats dating back to Summer Nats last year because, yeah. I, mean, I mean, the way we have it now, I mean, the, the, the Pro Tour is the elite program. So yep. you go there. You put you now that they have seven races, including the the, the super nationals. You know you get all all your high rank, high point values from the pro tour. <clears throat> Excuse me. So he he had a finish last year at the summer nats of thirteenth. So he'll be able to actually improve on his score should he be able to do better than what he did at the summer nats last year when he goes there this August. Yeah, you look P2 as you've got there, David. A.J. Meyer is currently second in the points. Remember, he's once we do run the Summer Nats, he's going to lose that double win weekend last year because he swept the weekend in S1. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where Meyer slots in. He's going to have to have a good Summer Nationals to be able to hold that spot in the top five. Well, yeah, I mean, there's but there's no doubting that he could do it again. He could easily <laughs> come back and win both of them. I mean, he came from nowhere. Uh, it was his first really S1 race that we saw on the Pro Tour other than racing at Super Nats. Correct. And he came down or came up from Florida in the back of the pickup and just <laughs> dominated Formal and Musgrave and 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 French and all everybody. Leesman was there and I'm trying to think of who else was there, but I mean he just dominated and just made it look easy. So, it, it, it really was to David kind of the coming out party for TB Cart USA as well. That was uh, this amazing run, of course, on CBS Sports Network. He lays a beating on everybody. You've got CRG, you've got Sodi Cart, you got uh, guys on the Illuminos on the Praga, and here comes the uh, the new chassis coming into the market tb cart and myers gives them a double win that was big for that that company and that brand here in the united states for sure so we'll we'll see how well he does he bounces back from his rough uh spring nats that he had in sonoma so we'll see how they bounce back uh next month and or two months actually because we don't go there till august august that's right let's look at tag so yeah, and the tag the uh, the new guy Ryan Norberg. I mean, he's not new to number one being the uh, defending champion of the Pro Tour from uh, 2016. So he's but this is the first time he's ever held the number one position in the driver ranking. So it's new for him. Obviously, the victory in in Sonoma was big for him, not only in the rankings because it helped propel him up there to the number one spot, but it also put him back in the top of the Pro Tour championship standings which you know when you're in when you're number one in both i mean that's a clear cut hey this is the guy we need to beat well you know david it's funny because we interviewed him uh for one of the debrief podcasts earlier this year and he talked about how having that number one on the side of the car on the pod that there wasn't a lot of friends out there <laughs> and of course he he was lucky to have they, they brought over psl karting brought over someone for him to race with a little partner on track but you know, you got that number one on there, and you're on the top of the rankings. You roll in with a bullseye on your back every race you you arrive at. Well, he's another one that, just like AJ, he doubled up in the Summer Nats last year. So he's got two wins counting towards his 
driver rankings total that will either stay there if depending on what he does in August or lower his score and that will open up the door for how well Jake Craig does who's sitting there the former number one it's now sitting number two uh, he didn't exactly have a great summer Nats last year so anything he scores say top five in both both days will not will probably move, improve his score and maybe move him back into the number one position nice, nice. But, but you also have Brandon Jarzakrak who loves racing at Newcastle He's just been stuck with the number three and just hitting third place after third place after third place. So and you and you, and you let him know that, don't you? Well, every I think we all should. I think I, I think we just need to get him like a, a permanent tattoo of three, like maybe the, maybe the G- Earnhardt three or something. Oh, ouch. <laughs> but, oh. Well, you know, it, again, it all it all boils down to pro- probably what happens at the Summer Nats and who comes yep. out to, uh, comes out of there as the winner. Will probably end up being uh, among the those fighting for the number one spot in the driver rankings. Speaking of number ones, David, top drivers, uh, of course, in the country here, top driver in the world. Uh, let's talk about the four the uh, the European Championships and Paulo De Canto. Uh, such an impressive driver. We've had a chance to watch him run at the Super Nationals, and another big win for him in Europe as well. Yeah, 47th European Championship for CRG with uh, DeCanto. I mean, obviously, two-time winner now at the uh, Super National. So we know we've seen firsthand the talent that he possesses. Yeah. And, you know, it, there's no doubt, like, he could be the next David Foray. I mean, if, yep. the way you look at him and the way he keeps racking up wins and championships, I mean, he, he could come out with another uh, World KZ title come over back over here and and win another super nats and that that's something foray was never able to do uh is win at the super nats so uh, i think he's got he's got a little bit something more uh in in the uh resume more than uh, foray but definitely he he is among probably the top drivers in karting around the world that does wrap uh, wrap up our top news uh for this edition of the debrief david now now roll into the racing recap david a couple of races to look at here, and and we'll start off with, with essentially what is one of the single biggest regional programs uh, in U.S. karting, the Route 66 Sprint Series. Uh, they were at uh, Michiana Raceway Park just this past weekend. 147 entries. They're they're right always between that 140 and you know 160, 170. Just a a great regional program. It is, and the locations definitely help because people like going to these tracks, uh, Michiana Raceway Park. What might not be a destination for a lot of people, but uh, for those in the Great Lakes, they love going back there. I mean, this is this is probably, I think, the only big major event that they have this year. So this was their opportunity to go there, and everybody, for some reason, everybody loves going there. I mean, I've driven the track, you've driven the track. Yep. It's 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 it, it's got its own characteristics that make it unique, but it's definitely not a destination like say Sonoma or Nola or. Or something like that, but uh, in in the Great Lakes, it's definitely a place you want to go race at. And with the fields the way they are right now, uh, it, it it also draws people. Again, people want to race where the racers are. And Yamaha Senior and Yamaha Junior were the two biggest classes this year or this weekend, this past weekend with twenty nine and twenty four drivers. I like to see that. And uh, although I don't like you putting down Michi- Michigan the Raceway Park, like we're talking Crumbstown Tavern, my friend. Wow. Well, I- Yes. That's a bucket list. That's a like a diners, drive-ins, and dives kind of place, right? A tavern. People have different levels of def- destinations, and yes, ours can <laughs> ours can drop down pretty low. 
But Crumbstown Tavern, you got to go there. You got to go. I love that place. So, anyways, pushback bumper um, has been something that Mark Coates has brought out from the get go. Um, what is the word you got back on the pushback bumper? Essentially, what is it like? Is this will be their fourth race? The two two USPKSs and, and two Route sixty sixes. What are you hearing? Well, it's still an adjustment period, and people yeah. are still getting adjusted to it. I guess some people are using the wrong nose pieces or the wrong. Uh, nerf bars you know and then the way it fits on their chassis it just so it's still a learning experience it's not a yeah. perfect system and we, we we've said it uspks and route 66 officials have said it. it's not a perfect system but what it is doing is it's limiting the turn one turn two incidents that that continue to plague both programs where guys would just go in not care and just wreck everybody and that's nice. one thing it's done it will stop that. Exactly right. Exactly. Well, we'll look at more of that. I'm sure that one of our debriefs uh, or even one of our, our uh, one-on-ones, our hot seats, we'll do another uh, one of our ECAN hot seats soon, and, and we'll make sure we talk to either Mark Coates or somebody and, and, and get some input. I'd, I'd, love, I'd love to do a roundtable talking to some of the team owners, maybe one of the, the, uh, the drivers as well, just to get their feeling on how it's changed the atmosphere uh, heading into turn number one and the, and the atmosphere on track as well. Let's move now with our racing recap into the Rock Cup USA Midwest Series. The Rock Cup uh, getting their Midwest program off to a start. 52 entries at Oakland Valley Raceway Park. A couple of, uh, of the better groups. 19 drivers in the Mini Rock category. 15 in the Junior Rock. And again, that program kind of grow, trying to grow essentially from the strength it had in the Florida Winter Tour. And it'll we'll be interested in, in watching the numbers as this Midwest program continues, David. Uh, it's... You know, Rock and Miami kind of battling for the uh, the scraps of what's left with Rotax. We're going to see what happens. We're hearing uh, maybe just over 100 drivers at this point entered to the U.S. Open slash Rotax Grand Nationals in New Jersey this coming weekend. Uh, it'll be, I think, intriguing for you and I to be able to watch, and everybody in the sport to be able to watch how the Rock Cup program kind of develops and what kind of numbers they're able to attract. Yeah, and it was also the first event that Garrett Potter was was the uh, sure. the lead guy. So you know he's he's working on on developing the program. Um, we haven't had much time to talk with him. Obviously, he's been busy. Uh, we've been busy, but uh, it it yeah, it is. It's going to be intriguing to see what happens with the program. They moved to Newcastle now. Uh, I believe the one of the first weekends in July with uh, with the Rock Cup USA program. So we'll see uh, what the numbers do there. Uh, obviously, being in June, it helped because there's not a lot of big level racing uh, in the area aside from what's going on next week in, in the U.S. Open. But it, you know, WK is off. USPKS was already done. You know, so we the busy months are going to be July and August. So June was a good time to go, uh, and it gave people a chance to go up to OVRP, which which got the new surface. Yeah, you know what? Seeing the photos of that, and I, as I said before, I'd, I'd had a chance to talk to Tim Hannon, and, and there's two guys that we want to get on on the podcast for sure: Tim Hannon and Garrett Potter. But uh, talking to Tim, they did the entire racetrack, 30 feet wide in the start, I think 26 feet wide everywhere else. They really put some money and some investment into the track, David. And uh, you know, the the future is bright for a track that's really been around for a long time. That's one of those cornerstone uh, facilities up in the Northeast. Yeah, it's just like uh, it's kind of, kind of like what Badger's doing, and and they're adding on yeah. to uh, to their facility with uh, new layouts and this and that, and I believe maybe garages down the line. So uh, you know, it's just it's it's evolving into the new generation of what racetracks need, because uh, you know, to be honest, it's the customers are wanting a lot more for 
for from a racetrack. Agreed. And, you know, you, there's no the, the portage on sitting alongside the racetrack is just not cutting it anymore for racers. <laughs> it's not 100. percent To be right. honest, it's not a great it's not a great customer service. You know, to have clean bathrooms is probably one of the top five requests that people want when they go to a racetrack. You're right. Uh, I think you're really just, correct. It is. I mean, even even just during the during the week, regular week weekdays, and trying to do corporate parties and this and that, you kind of need that that meeting place. I mean, we see it at Dallas, we see it at Newcastle, we see it at, at GoPro. Got to have the meeting places. You got to have nice bathrooms. You know, have the ability to bring in some concessions and and also have a great racetrack itself. So there's a lot of different components that go into making a racetrack uh, a, a premier facility. Yeah, great to see the guys at OVRP stepping things up, beginning, of course, with the uh, the track surface itself. Uh, two down, two to go in the racing recap. Uh, the LAKC, Los Angeles Karting Championship, uh, had their second edition of their pro show, the Money Race. They had five drivers in the X175 category, the IAMI class. They had nine pro shifters as well. 140 total entries, David. Mini Swift with the highest 18 drivers in that category, and I think most interesting about the LAKC in their last event was they actually brought the pushback bumper into the X30 Pro and X30 Junior categories, and I find that to be really interesting to see how things shake down there. Yeah, I didn't. We haven't been able to get a lot of feedback on that yet from uh, from this past weekend. But uh, talking regarding that, but talking with Billy a little bit, he brought up the fact that you know the 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 way the track is right now, it's probably the most gripped up it's ever been. With the California Pro Kart Challenge being there just a couple weeks ago, and now you know the way uh, the LAKC is using the the same uh, tires there, uh, it, it's it's he says it's probably grippier than what you people saw at Dallas in 2014. Wow. So uh, for people to be able to take advantage of racing at, at a track like that, now is now is a time that have never been able to do it. So uh, that was the f- only feedback I got really from the, from him. And then also the, uh, the new starting procedures that they are doing for the rolling starts. Uh, they've been having a number of issues with, with the way that uh, the starts have been going and guys just wrecking. And again, you know, Adding the pushback bumper will help, and then the way you start the cart. So they, they've kind of implemented a new way to, to, to start for the rolling start. So that definitely helped out this weekend, and we'll, we'll have to uh, observe that as the, uh, as the LAKC goes on throughout the year. Moving now into the Texas Pro Kart Challenge. They uh, ran uh, their third event of the year, June 10th, 11th, at uh, Gulf Coast Cartway in Katy, Texas. Uh, and so uh, we'll, uh, we'll roll into an interview I have with Gina French here momentarily. But uh, solid numbers, 72 drivers uh, in what has been a transition year. Last year they had, in the years past, they had both uh, Scusa categories and Rotex. They've gone Scusa only with IAMI and Stock Honda. So really kind of resetting the bar, uh, if you will, kind of getting things underway and getting rolling with just those single classes and then putting all their energy on that program. Uh, Greg Alvarez getting his first series victory in the S2 semi-pro stock Honda category. Brett Mitchell, a sweep of X30 senior. Uh, But again, and I think we're seeing it in a lot of these programs, David, 20 mini Swift drivers, uh, Brandon Tyner with the win, but 20 drivers in mini Swift. And anytime you have that many drivers in your junior categories, and Gina talks about it in the interview I did with her, you know you're getting things started. It's good to see that in, uh, in the Rock Cup Midwest category. They've got an LAKC. When you've got that that 
that group of drivers anywhere between you know the 9, 10, 11 up to the 13-year-olds, that's going to be the future of any kind of program. Well, especially at the national and regional level, that's where the numbers are is cadet and junior racing because you, you're seeing the numbers – Numbers are okay nationally for for senior drivers, but uh, regionally it, it varies here and there. But but uh, yeah, the, the, that's where your growth is going to be. That's where you're going to get your new racers is the parents that are trying to get their kids into motorsports and and introduce them into into something new and, and exciting. That is kart racing. Um, but also the, the the way the way the format is uh, with the Texas Pro Kart Challenge being only a one day race. You know, you have your practice day and then a one-day race. I think that's helping them out uh, with the new transition of, you know, just being Supercarts USA only, you know, following what California Pro Card has been able to do. But uh, I don't I don't see uh, any reason why they, they won't be able to hit 100 drivers probably next year. Well, I know right now that they're they're uh, the whole pad is kind of excited. They got some great events coming uh, up. Of course, they'll they'll do a run to Denton, Texas, as they do every year. They're going to wrap up the year down at Speed Sports uh, Race Complex. Alan Rudolph's new program down in Houston. Uh, but one of the things I focused on here with my interview with Gina French, the promoter of the Texas Pro Car Challenge, which you'll hear momentarily, is the fact that their next event they're going to go to a racetrack that they were able to find in Amarillo, Texas. It's a uh, a copy of the track in Istanbul, Turkey, the Formula One track. It's essentially untouched. It has not been raced on yet. It's going to be exciting. And and have a listen to this. This is a one-on-one interview that I did with Gina French. We talk about the Texas Pro Car Challenge, what they're doing with the program, the transition to Scusa only, and then, of course, some of the excitement that's building for this new event coming up uh, very soon in Amarillo, Texas. Gina, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, be one of our guests on this episode of the EKN Debrief. Thank you very much. Uh, the season for Texas Pro Kart Challenge, off to a great start. Three races already in the books. Uh, yeah, we are halfway done and have, still have half to go. So uh, we're looking forward to the, the last three. You know, David Cole and I have, have kind of been following the series uh with interest this year, uh, a big season for the Texas Pro Car Challenge for the last a number of years. It's been a dual series with Rotax Max and with Supercarts USA categories. This year, uh, kind of timely, actually, when you kind of look back at it and seeing what's happened to Rotax and the dissolution of the Max Speed Entertainment Group that you guys elected in the offseason to go straight pure Supercarts USA, you kind of had a good group of drivers in the IAMI categories. Of course, the shifter cart's always strong down in Texas. Can you give me your thoughts now that you're halfway through the season, how that has gone? You know, you've, you've got good numbers, uh, high 60s, low 70s for your first pure season with Supercarts USA. For you to look back, what are your thoughts right now, how things have kind of transitioned? Um, well, I, I'll say the initial decision was a scary one. Um, it seemed very obvious what the decision should be, um, but it was scary nonetheless. Um, to uh, to stop running Rotax classes, but um, as you said, the numbers you know didn't lie, and it looked like Texas was going in the IME direction. So um, this year started off uh, with great help from Tom Kutcher in IAMI with the um, motor exchange program that we had, um, just with Texas ProCart and our shops and dealers. And um, I think we sold uh, about 15 um, off that. And then Tom chimed up and did the, the Rotax trade-in across the country. So 
Um, the numbers didn't uh, get higher as quickly as I'd hoped, uh, but he assures me that they will, and other people assure me that they will. So I'm trusting those that have been around longer than I have um, in this industry that um, more people will come on board um, in the IME program. Well, you know, one of the things we always talk about in karting, I don't care if it's Briggs LO206 or if it's IAMI or if it's Shifter or Yamaha, numbers bring numbers. People want to race against other people. And it, it, when we look, if you were to take that magnifying glass and kind of look at what you're getting, you have one of those key groups that I think any series wants to have, and that's the kid, the younger kids, you know, between 10 and 14 years of age. You had 20 mini Swifts at the race in Katy, uh, round number three on June 10th and 11th. Those are good numbers because you know that when you have 20 kids in the mini Swift class, sooner or later those kids are moving to junior. And you even had some pretty good junior numbers as well. So it seems to me like you have that core group that will that will grow. Any club wants to have those core juniors knowing that they'll eventually work their way forward. Mm-hmm. That, that's true. And these kids have actually been with us from micro, and and I knew most of them from the club level even before that. So uh, these are families that are in the sport, I believe, to stay in the sport. Um, we also saw um, some graduating juniors um, or minis into juniors. We had maybe five that um, stuck around and have moved up. So we're, we're seeing, uh, and then maybe three that went on to the senior level. So we are seeing um, uh, those customers stick around and are serious about um, running at every level as they, as they grow. You know, the funny thing, Gene, is I've been doing this for 20 years now, and one of the early years of my karting days was following Supercarts USA when they used to have the Promoto Tour back in the 90s and early 2000s. And it's always, for some reason, I don't know what it's in the water or lack of water in Texas, but there's always such talented drivers down there. We've seen so many guys, the Trevor McAllisters, the Kyle Martins, Colin Lynn, Gary Glangers from the old days. There's always good drivers out of Texas. And, of course, we look at your son, Jake, and and. And you get guys like Riley Dickinson, Nathan Adds, Austin Wilkins, there's um, Sky Finley. There's so many unbelievably good drivers out of Texas. It must be kind of cool to be able to watch them race on a, on a regular basis. Uh, it absolutely is. Um, uh, I take great pride, and I, I share the importance of that pride with the racers that compete at Texas Pro Kart. Um, it's very important to me that Texas have a good reputation when they go to nationals, anywhere that may be. And um, on the officiating side at the nationals, um, Texas racers aren't our problem. <laughs> so <laughs> you already have them tuned in. I think that's what it is. I, I have them trained up right. But, that's good. Um, that's good. Yeah. Now let's 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 look forward because you, know, you look at your six race schedule. You said you're halfway through. You started the season at NOLA Motorsports Park in February, uh, kind of the, the pre race to the uh, the Winter Nationals. You went to Dallas Karting Complex, that great track, start of April. Just wrapped up a race at Katy. You got three really cool venues coming. First and foremost, the next race, July 14th and 15th. You know, we heard news out of this, and I said, where is the Amarillo Kart Circuit? I, nobody had any idea, and essentially you guys didn't either until you heard word of it, and you actually had to go find this racetrack. It's this jewel out in the middle, not so much out in the middle of nowhere, but it's a jewel that nobody knew about. Let's talk about, about the Amarillo Kart Circuit a little bit. Well, um, the funniest thing to me is that it sits right on the bank of Interstate um, 40 that goes from Oklahoma through Texas, through the Panhandle, and on to Vegas. So, like, like the Champion Group and anybody that is in mid, 
United States have driven right past it since 2012. And so that's really so funny to us. Jake even said that in his days with running with Champion that they drove right right there and, and never knew it was there. So, um, and it is exactly that, a jewel. Um, this track is almost a mile long and um, is a carbon copy of the F1 track in Istanbul, Turkey. Um, it drives, it is. It drives um, beautifully. It's smooth. Um, you know, nobody's torn it up yet. So, <laughs> so it's a it's a unique opportunity for Texas Pro Kart. It, I, you know, I, I love the fact that you guys are going to be able to bring your series there. Essentially, the, it's the first ever organized race at this track. Mm-hmm. And so talk about that a little bit. You know, I'm being told that the owners of the racetrack who are just shifter kart racing enthusiasts who kind of bought carts to drive, they've invested in, in barriers and, and they, they're getting behind this program. Yeah, um, they really are. I didn't really know what to expect on their side, um, knowing that the, because it's really more like um, the setup for a street race <laughs> with the amount of stuff that's having to be purchased yeah. to get it insurance compliant and um, race ready. So, um, but Dr. Morgan has been um, generous and um, willing to do, uh, you know, what it takes. We're sharing the cost, of course, with with things, but um, yeah, he's completely on board. He's excited about it. Um, And I firmly believe there's uh, a future for um, more and better, bigger karting events at the location. I I think it's cool. I think to to have a race there in Amarillo, is I, the fact it's a brand new racetrack, I think just so intrigues me. I think it's, it's so cool. I'm hearing the thing is I'm, you know, throw a couple of little, uh, fish hooks out there to listen. I'm hearing there potentially could be some drivers coming in from, from, uh, from California that want to try the track from potentially up at Miller, potentially Colorado who might come down. This could be this, this could be this track that kind of brings a bunch of people in. Cause they're also curious about, about what the facility is going to, going to race like. Right. Um, you know, and Mark, um, knows everybody in the country anyway, so he's been, he's been putting feelers out since October um, about this thing. And um, there is great excitement. And we do know some, some groups, teams are coming from other states down to run it. So um, I'm excited about the potential. If we looked at the, more of your schedule, again, talking here with uh, Gina French from the Texas Pro Kart Challenge, you have your race in Denton. I always love that track. I had a chance to come down to the, one of the shootout events they had down there, the MJ Drive Race. I had one of the, my most favorite weekends. We just had such a great time. It was just a raw racing weekend. You guys are back there in the middle of December. And then I think a really cool event that's going to wrap up your season. It'll, it'll be your finale. You'll crown your champions. It'll be your first trip to Alan Rudolph's uh, track, the uh, Speed Sport Racing Park. October 14th and 15th. And I think the cool factor, being able to go to the brand new track, you know, Alan Rudolph is there and his crew have done such a great job putting that together. I like the fact that it's in the middle of October as well. A lot of racing seasons are done further north. They're about a month away from the Super Nationals. Maybe that cool opportunity for someone to trek down to Texas and, number one, sample the track, and number two, just get that little, you know, maybe that last little run in to see if they can't get tuned up for the Super Nationals. Yeah, absolutely. Um, perfect opportunity uh, to get prepped for Vegas, of course, um, in November. And uh, we were down there maybe two weeks ago, um, visited the track for the first time. The, yeah. the buildings he's built are uh, great. Um, a lot of good thinking went behind how they're built. Um, uh, the track is, again, a smooth surface <laughs> that, uh, that we'll get to race on. Um, it's a very technical track. 
Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it runs, you know, for the IME and, and then for the shifter. Yeah, you know, Gina, I think the interesting thing is if anybody's looking to go to the Supernationals and maybe you're looking for that one more deal, it's not so much you're going down to get more track time, as if you've never been there before, it's that chance to go to a track and be pressured to learn it again. And really, that's what happens every year, the Supernats, you know, a brand new track, of course, moving to a different parking lot this year for the Supernationals. I think that being pushed at that challenge to have to learn a new racetrack in two days I think that's going to be that might draw even more people to that race because it really is a unique opportunity because it is such a brand new racetrack. Mm-hmm. You are right. That is um, a key component for any racer to be able to master something uh, in a very short amount of time. So um, it is a is a great opportunity for anybody who wants to come. Well, I'll tell you, you guys are doing a great job. I, I hear great things about the atmosphere down at your races, and of course, you've got some talented drivers there as well. So, I do want to thank you for joining us here on the debrief, Gina. It's awesome. We're going to be keeping an eye on what's going on, and and I'm personally going to be very excited because you're only what maybe three weeks away, I guess now, maybe four weeks away, not even that from the track at Amarillo. I'm I can't wait. To, I want to see some in car. <laughs> I know that Jake's already <laughs> posted some, but I want to see like wheel to wheel in car, and I want to see some pictures because. This this track this this track in the middle of you know, this thing you guys are able to find this intrigues me I think this is so cool I'm excited <laughs> to see how it races yeah uh, so am I and uh, the funny thing or not funny but the unique or different thing about the whole atmosphere is it's just flat plains out there with the highway by it and then you've got a farm of air turbines that are literally right there so these ginormous things you know, woof, woof, like this, <laughs> right over the track, practically. It's just a very, you know, I don't even, I can't even think of the it'll word. Be an inter- it'll be an interesting soundtrack to the race. It will, it will, it will, and make some great pictures, too. Gina, if drivers, want to, if drivers want to come down and join you guys at Amarillo or Denton or Speed Sports, where do they go to get the, the information that they want? What's the website that they, they'll go to to get all the information? Um, they can go to TexasProCartChallenge.com. Um, I put also everything on our Facebook page, and um, of course we're using um, Motorsport Bridge, uh, just as Scusa has been using this year. So Gina, can- I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks, Rob. Take care. You know, David, Amarillo, it's cool. It's, it's a long haul for a lot of people, but I think uh, the opportunity to kind of run a new track that nobody's run on, I think it's going to draw some people, and I, I'm hoping they get a good turnout there. In looking at some of the uh, onboard footage that Jake French has posted to Facebook, that track looks it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's something new, something unique, and like like you guys talked about in the interview, it's something nobody's ever been to, yeah. and and you get that with street racing. People like the idea of so, of of just going somewhere new and learning a track, and not no one having the advantage over anybody. You know, Jake's been probably one of the only carts to go on there, and you know, nobody cares what Jake does. It's okay. No. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but, but for everybody else, like that's you know, people like that. You know, like the street racing. People like the ability to, to go somewhere new and something different and unique. But yep. luckily, with this, it's a it's an actual racing facility with without all the amen, am, amenities. You know, with bathrooms and and touch yeah, and there, like that. But it, it's an actual racetrack. Yeah, and the cool thing about this thing is you know, we always talk about a brand new track getting built, and they always, you know, they build a new track, they pave it, and they just can't wait long enough to jump on it and start driving on it, and it ends up ripping up the pavement. This thing was built a number of years ago, <laughs> so it's it's fully cured. Yeah. 
I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of feedback we get from the Amarillo cart circuit. That's going to be really interesting and it'll be something that we look forward to. Yeah, that, that's a great observation. Yeah, the, the yeah. track itself has been able to sit there for a while where, you know, like like I believe the new track that uh, DKC people have built in Houston, like they, they're on it right now. Like, yeah. Forget cure time. We're just going to jump on it. <laughs> and that's something, hey, listen, let's bring, we'll bring that up in the next uh in the next debrief, because a brand another another brand new track in the Houston area that we'll talk about uh, with the next debrief, we'll get some more information for all you guys listening in and and bring you up to speed again. Rob Howden alongside David Cole, the sixth edition of our EKN debrief. David, let's roll into Operation Grassroots. Let's talk two hundred six racing, uh, Brig, uh, the Briggs Weekly Racing Series update. Uh, who's looking good right now? Well, right now you're kind of at the halfway point where it's, some tracks have two or three, some tracks have four or five, some tracks even have seven races in. So, the, so the, those that have the seven races in, like the the new Tennessee Karting Association down at uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky, which is kind of weird, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you figure it should be dirt down there, don't you? <laughs> well, but no, just uh, that that they're the Tennessee Karting Association, but they're racing in Kentucky. It's it's that's oh, I see what yes. Catch get yeah yeah. So I got that. that that's what throws me off. But it's a great program because it's down at the uh, the the National Corvette Museum facility, which uh, they they were involved. A lot of those pe- same people were involved with NOLA. A lot of those same people were involved with yep. the old Miller Motorsports Park. So they, they understand what karting can do for the facility itself. So they're working on building a stronghold for, for the karting industry there and it. just karting community. So yeah, uh, they've been able to take advantage of that and build like a little temporary track, but also use the actual big track, big Corvette, Corvette track for, uh, for karting events. And they've already got seven races in this year. And uh, Matt Skaggs is the actual uh, leader in the clubhouse right now with, uh, with seven races in the senior category, uh, but down if you look at the junior, then you got to go up to uh, to your neck of the woods in Goodwood Cartways. Great track. It, it's still one I got to go to, but I, w- I want you to say this guy's name. Come Nicholas Christa- Nicholas Christadulu. There it is. That's it. You know me and names. There's been a number of Christadulus from Europe that have actually actually UK that have raced in the uh, Mazda Road to India as well. So I've had some I have had some time on that one before. I, David. I, yeah. I've seen it before. I just never yeah. have said it before out loud. So I well, do. I appreciate that setup. I, I was like wondering what you were doing. But <laughs> I, I'm, I'm there for you. So hey, we'll give we'll give props. Nicholas Christadulu, uh, the top driver in the junior rankings now. And of course, the great thing about these rankings, North American wide, we got drivers all in Canada, the U.S. I just love this Brig, uh, Briggs Weekly Racing Series program. If your club is not involved, make sure you get with David Klaus from Briggs and say you guys want to do it next year. There was a bit of a gro- bit of growth this year, not massive, 10% growth, I think. This is the, You want your club involved in this. There's a lot of prizes you're able to win, but also just able to gauge yourself against 206 drivers around the country. Just, I think, one of the coolest programs right now. Don't you not think so, Dave? Well, it is. It actually had pretty good it. growth in the number of tracks. Now they're yeah. over 53. That's awesome. So that's good, but but the actual number of drivers has gone up by over fifty percent from last nice. year. Well, people so. are jumping on board. It's just it's the single best program we have right now uh, to grow karting. It's just been, it's done it's done wonders for for clubs and for regional series around the country, and of course up in the up in the Canada as well. We've got such strong two hundred six programs up here. It's just uh, kudos to everyone at Briggs. Just a, a fantastic program. Now speaking of Briggs. And speaking of strong programs, let's talk about the Margate Ignite Challenge. You know, 
Dave, you drove it the uh, last couple of years at Rock Island. The good folks at Margay are building, and they're building big time. And, and they're going to be at a couple of events. They ra- just raced at Autobahn. Uh, let's talk. I'll let you talk about the challenge right now. Then we'll we'll head up, head up with a couple of things. They they did some racing, which is great. Well, it's it's the Margay Ignite Challenge, which is only for Margay Ignite carts, which is their own brand. It's it's spec the, cart. Yep. It's the spec cart with the Briggs two hundred six engine on it, from kid carts all the way up to masters. And their first race, it, they're kind of have the core group of racetracks around the Midwest, including the new Autobahn country club cart track that's now expanding Uh, it's been there for a number of years since the facility has been built but they never have really promoted a karting program while margay and their ignite challenge went up there and they said look we want you guys to uh to use use our carts as the starting point for your cart club so now they've been able to do that they're going to uh springfield which is nearby where nearby st louis in in uh july so they, they have a, a Ignite following there. They're going to go to 61 Cartway and obviously down at Gateway where uh, they're based out of. But uh, just a great little traveling series that they're able to do within the Illinois, Missouri area. Uh, I like it. I just, like it. You know, it's, it, it's just one of those little opportunities to take guys from a club that are kind of just tired of racing their same club track and be able to go to one, two, or three, or four different racetracks in the year. Agree. And, and speaking of the Margay Ignite program, one of the cool things, David, as well as the arrive and drive offers they have, of course, for the uh, the race at Indianapolis Motor Speedway and then Rock Island Grand Prix as well. If you're a driver from anywhere in the U.S. and you haven't run Rock Island, maybe you don't want to make the haul, you don't want to bring your trailer there. As we know, arrive and drive program, show up, jump in the cart, lunch is provided, they got mechanics there, you have an absolute blast and get to experience one of the coolest races in American karting, the Rock Island Grand Prix. Well, not only you can race the Ignite class, but you can also race the regular 206 classes if you if you want to if you want to double dip race uh, senior medium, senior heavy, yeah, masters, masters if you can yeah. make that 390 ton weight. <laughs> no kidding, 395, I think it was. Wow. Even I made weight. I had to put weight on in that thing uh, when I ran Masters. I just, I still don't understand how these carts are so damn heavy. I agree. I, I agree. I totally. <laughs> yeah, we run three sixty five Masters at my local club. For some reason, we're running three ninety five there. I, you know what? There's some big guys that want to race. I get. It. I get it. All right, let's uh, start uh, the last couple laps here. Let's get the white flag, David. Uh, the racing calendar presented this particular edition by Three G Cart Racing out of Texas. Uh, June 23rd, 24th, 25th, this weekend, a big one. We've got six different events, David, down on the docket here. Uh, the U.S. Open, Rotex Grand Nationals, that combined event, going to be running at New Jersey Motorsports Park. Uh, the KPX Series getting going again up in Reno, Nevada. Speaking of awesome 206 events, uh, they'll have another fantastic turnout at Reno. Love that racetrack. It's been a long time since I've been to, to Desert Park Raceway in Reno, Awesome track, elevation changes. They got their own little corkscrew. Uh, fantastic track. Uh, the Texas Sprint Racing Series down in New Braunfels, Texas. They'll be a rolling here this weekend. David, I'll let you do the final three for this coming weekend. Uh, IKF Northwest Gold Cup heading uh, north of the border to Greg Moore Raceway in Chilliwack, British Columbia. Another yeah. track that you will actually get to go to this year for the first yes. time. Cross that one off the bucket yep. list for the Can-Am Karting Challenge. Yep. And you need to drive it. You need to drive I, it. No, I'm, I'm going to drive it. I'm, I'm driving. I'm practicing on Friday for sure. All no right, doubt. Sounds good. 
and then back around in the Midwest area, a very popular street race, the Goodland Grand Prix in uh, Indiana for the SIRA program. And then also in Ohio, we have the 206 Cup heading over to Camden, Ohio for the first time. So that should be interesting. Moving to the end of the month, kind of that uh, July 4th weekend, the IKF two and four cycle sprint grand nationals heading to santa maria sounds like a great opportunity to run a great racetrack have some fun try to win a duffy and eat a whole bunch of tri-tip that's just that's my call uh, hold on what's the order your well hold on, i'm gonna say your your order is tri-tip racetrack uh, duffy yep you're right yep, yep. because tri-tip is a given yep. racetracks a given duffy not so much yeah <laughs> that's another article that i've written but okay <laughs> well, let's see. I want to get it done. No, I, right. we've already talked about that. The, the, the prestige oh, yes. of trophies now. Uh, I mean, no I mean, doubt about it. I mean, yeah. that's that's the one thing now we're missing in karting is is you know the Duffy used to be it. I mean, look the the article we just shared this past weekend uh, with Joey Hand. Yep. Where does he have his Lamal trophy at? Yeah, right beside the Duffy. Because that's what it meant. The Duffy yeah. was the trophy to get in karting. Yeah, and we are. Yeah, we don't have a. We really don't have that one trophy now. Yeah, if you win the Super Nationals, it's huge, uh, but it's not an iconic trophy in terms of they're always the same, right? It's, it's you're not going after that one deal. You're right. It's, that's the one on. thing I've been asking for for the last few years. We need that trophy. I agree. Let's wrap up the racing calendar presented by Three G Kart Racing, July seventh, eighth, ninth, and the, we just talked about it. The Battle at the Brickyard. Pretty cool opportunity for the carts uh, to get into that. Essentially turn four area kind of part close to the paddock turn four a chance to race carts at the indianapolis motor speedway cool well <laughs> that's what boggles my mind you know that's the karting community at its best is i want to race the big track why don't we just start with little crumbles little crumbs <laughs> yes. you're racing inside the brickyard now let me repeat that again inside the brickyard how many opportunities have you had to do that before None. None. So and, and so you know what? Here's the guys, you're gonna have there are gonna be photo ops of you coming through the corner and with the pagoda as the horizon, as the background of your photo. Stop complaining. Enjoy it. Right? Yeah, just just the fact of being able to go there with your cart and to be able to race on the facility, it's great. I mean it's the same you're gonna be on the same course that Michael Schumacher, Scott Speed, yep. Fernando Alonso, they were on that GP circuit. I yeah, mean, it's come gonna, on. It's going to be awesome. It's really, it's a cool program. Kudos to everybody from USAC for putting that together, and we're excited to see the numbers, and again, excited to see the images we will see. Uh, capping off that weekend, a bunch of racing going on. Go to the West Coast. The California Pro Kart Challenge will take their turn at Santa Maria. Uh, the Rock Cup USA Midwest Series back at it once again at Newcastle Motorsports Park. Uh, the 206 Cup Series will be at Wolf Paving Raceway. David, what's Wolf Paving? <laughs> it's the Wisconsin. Hey, hey. I know. Or I you know. Get up there in the eight the cheese area. I've had a couple of beers with Bart Wolf, so I know Wolf Paving. Good people. They've been around Dousman and, and Economolock for many, many years. So good to see them stepping up to, to support Dousman and the new Wolf Paving Raceway. Two hundred six couple be on track there, and then Route sixty six Sprint Series at Mid State. Again, we talked about how great that Route sixty six program is, and they'll have another paddock full. Of drivers in those Yamaha categories, so it'll be exciting. That's going to be a big weekend. Lots of racing, East Coast, West Coast, Midwest, lots of racing. And again, the racing calendar brought to you 
by 3G Kart Racing. David, we have worked our way through essentially the notes that we put together. Uh, you know what? We're rolling into the middle part of the season. It's starting to get hot. Uh, but simply put, we've had some really good racing. A lot of good stuff is happening. The, the sport a little bit, uh, let's just say, on shake, not shaky ground, but there's a lot of stuff happening right now. Let's say it's tumultuous. Let's use that word because lots happening. Uh, people with road taxes thinking about going in different directions. We'll see what happens this weekend at the U.S. Open and the Grand Nationals. They're going to award some more tickets to the uh, road tax grand finals. Uh, but lots happening in the sport right now. Uh, it's not. I mean, that's the great thing about karting. I mean, it's nonstop, 24-7, 365 days. You know, we didn't talk about, and I'll cap it off, because essentially this is a post-Father's Day weekend deal. Seeing cool pics of your dad at Mid-Ohio in his vintage laydown cart. Your dad's a badass, coming off a heart attack, back at the racetrack. I love Hold it. on, he didn't have a heart attack. He had triple bypass now. There's oh, two pardon me. things. <laughs> triple bypass sorry no heart attack he had a chest he had a te- chest grabber and then they went in and did like full pork job on him well they because there's a difference now heart attack could damage your heart he, right. he, he didn't actually damage his heart he just had bad tubing so ladies and gentlemen we don't give you just hurting news here in the debrief david cole will roll will roll out some medical information to make sure you're up to speed on everything uh, involved with uh, he, cardiac arrest, but he's still being a pansy. He's just got to get in there and drive the damn thing, dude. He's on a laydown at Road America, a vintage laydown. There's no bodywork around the dude. What do you mean pansy? Uh, no, whoa, whoa, he, whoa, he, whoa, 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 whoa! How many times have you driven a laydown? No, I'm talking the tag. He drives a tag as well, and he, he oh, whines oh, and complains that his ribs hurt in the tag. He says he loves it. They don't hurt hold in a laydown. Dude, there's a question floating out in the air here right now that hasn't been answered. Man. You said your dad's a pansy. He drives a lay-down, no-bodywork machine at mid-Ohio at X amount of speed, 100 miles an hour, whatever he goes, 120 miles an hour. How many times have you driven a lay-down again? No, I don't know. How many? I think it's zero. I think it was none. I think yeah. you've never driven one. That's right. So keep chasing Bob Cole, David, because if he's a pansy, my friend, you're a lovely little buttercup. <laughs> Nothing wrong with being a buttercup. That's true. That's true. But anyways, in my books, your dad's a badass. And, uh, yes, if he wants to push the tag a little more, uh, you have you have my permission to rip into him a little bit. Okay. Get out. Just, thank you. Right. i got to give him some props on driving that badass. And, again, the retro grouch you'll, you'll see on uh, on uh, Facebook, fantastic photographer. And the images he gets are always great. And he was at Mid-Ohio and, and took some great stuff. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll try it next year. We'll see. Maybe not the twin, but maybe we'll do a lay down next year. We'll see. That's what. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. All right. Let's cut this thing off. Ladies and gentlemen, again, we want to thank our sponsors, the the guys that, that got behind us uh, in this particular edition of the Debrief Podcast. Of course, Streeter Superstance. You can find them at streetersuperstance.com. And if you're looking for 3G Kart Racing, uh, one of the Burrell dealers down in Houston, Texas, you can get them on Facebook at 3G Kart Racing. That's going to wrap things up here for this edition of the podcast on eKartingNews.com. We ask you, please, please, please do us a favor. It would mean a lot to us. When this thing comes out on Facebook and Twitter, share it. Let people know. We need to spread the word uh, that we're producing this podcast. It's going up on Podbean. I'm going to charge David with the uh, the responsibility of getting us up on iTunes pretty soon, so it's an easier download for you. Absolutely perfect for if you're driving to work, half an hour, hour drive to work, plug us in, get us on the audio. You can listen to Carding in the Garage, on the road, 
just do us a favor. It would mean a lot to us if you were able to spread the word that we're doing these podcasts on a regular basis. Definitely something new, David, that we're doing. Any uh, final words from the ass behind the glass? Have a great weekend or a week and weekend. Yeah, everything right now, right? It's uh, we're not going racing yet. I'm actually I'm, go- I'm going to Road America actually for IndyCar and and Mazda Road to Indy. A lot of ex Carters there, excited to see them. And if I do my job right, I'll slip down to the go kart track at Road America and get a couple laps in. Mm, there's one other place that you should go to there, but I could probably go to Dousman too. No, 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 no. You talking about no. Seepkins? Yes. Yeah. Come on. I'll be at. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe once. Maybe <laughs> once. I might go to Dousman too. My flight's not out until late Monday. I may roll by Dousman and have a little look there before it's all said and done. So, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up this edition of the podcast. Again, my name is Rob Howden uh, with David Cole as we continue to present you guys with as much information as we possibly can on North America's authority for kart racing, eCardingNews.com. Thank you very much for joining us here on The Debrief. We'll have another one next week.